This is the London Live Podcast. Listen live weekdays from 1 to 3 on 980 CFPL. I want to talk about something that is happening with marijuana, CBD, cannabis, all three rolled into one. At KGK Science, Najla Guthrie is the CEO of KGK Science and joins us now. Najla, can you fill us in on what exactly KGK Science has been asked to do? Absolutely. Um, so this is um, a first cannabis-based clinical trial that will be testing um, the pharmacokinetics or the rate of absorption of both THC and CBD in healthy adults. Um, we developed the protocol, and we plan to begin this trial in October. Um, we've just been given the go-ahead to uh, to do that. So was this something that you approached Health Canada about, or would Health Canada have approached you? Um, no, we approached Health Canada about this because this um, is a sponsored trial uh, from one of our clients who is um, in the U.S. So the U.S. firm is called New Age Nanotech, and... Um, the, uh, they wanted to do a, a trial on um, a, a cannabis product that has both THC and CBD in healthy adults to test their um, delivery system, which is called Solutech, um, so that they can see how, you know, whether it, uh, how it, it uh, causes for better absorption. Um, so that's what we're that's what we're testing in this trial. Fascinating. Okay, so we're basically looking at the the THC and the CBD being contained in something, and you're going to be taking a look at how well that the CBD and the THC gets out of that something and into the body. Correct. Correct. And this is a proprietary technology for um, our sponsor, and they wanted to get that tested, so they came to us in Canada and in London because of our reputation and uh, and experience and expertise in, in this area. So so then we approached Health Canada about this because um, we, one, have to have approvals for the clinical trial protocol that we uh, developed here at KGK, and once we got that, we then had to go to the uh, cannabis branch and get a license in order for us to be able to uh, administer that here. And we just got that license, um, which is terrific. It's uh, you know one of one of the first um, of its kind to be awarded to a to a C- CRO contract research organization like ourselves. Uh, so we're very excited about that. Najla Guthrie joining us, President and CEO of KGK Science. So now that you have the green light, now that you have what the company in the United States wants to study, what do you do? Um, so we're going to be recruiting for volunteers to come in and, and do this trial. And uh, and quite honestly, this is a much-needed step forward um, for our business, our clients, and for the cannabis industry as a whole. Um, we need the support from government and regulatory bodies, um, to advance cannabis research, um, to take a responsible science-driven approach um, to this to this industry. So we're very excited about this because this is not the only trial that and project that we've got in the door on cannabis. We've got quite a few of them, um, a lot of them for pharmacokinetics and some for efficacy. So so we're excited to be able to advance the field going forward. So you mentioned volunteers. Would you be looking for people from this area just to walk through the door and say, you know what, I'll, I'll put that into my body and uh, you can jot down what happens? Absolutely. So we'll be looking for healthy volunteers. We'll be recruiting um, for those very shortly. How do you do that? 
Um, so we do that through a number of ways. Um, you know, so we uh, have a database of participants. We've been around for over 22 years now. Uh, so we have a, um, you know, a large database of participants that have participated in our trials in the past. Um, we also go out in the community and uh, and do you know a lot of different events. Um, we advertise on the radio, we advertise on TV, on social media, um, to let them know the type of studies that we've got ongoing, to let the community know and participants know, so that they can contact us um, in order to participate in our studies. Okay. Well, we really appreciate you talking about how this works, and we'll have to check back when you've got a little more of the science attached to it. Najla, thank you so much for your time today. My pleasure. Thank you. Najla Guthrie, CEO of KGK Science. London, back in the, I don't know about the guinea pig market. Is there another thing that we could call it? It's got it. Why did the guinea pig? Why, why is that? Why, you know, they do a lot of testing on rats and mice. I guess I don't want to be the rat capital of the world either. We can't be the guinea pig capital. How do we make that sound better? Yesterday, Kim Vanderskelde joined us in studio. And if you didn't hear the interview and you would like to, then you can find it at 980cfpl.ca under shows. You can find it on the Curious Cast Network as a podcast. You can subscribe if you want to to that, and it, it's not a money thing. It's free. But if you subscribe, you'll just get the podcast, and then if you want to listen to it, you listen to it. If you don't want to listen to it, you swipe left. <laughs> Breaking my heart if you're swiping left, but it's your prerogative. You're allowed to do what you want to do. We were talking yesterday with Kim about her daughter, Olivia, When Olivia was two years old, she was diagnosed with cancer, and she went through chemotherapy treatments, and we heard a lot of things from Kim that maybe a lot of us had never heard before. The idea that adult chemotherapy drugs and child care chemotherapy drugs, they're the same, but they have different effects on kids, sometimes long-lasting effects, and Kim talked about pain that Olivia deals with, um, developmental issues, uh, anxiety, A lot of different things. Chronic nausea. And while we were talking, Kim is trying to get the attention of politicians to say, we have as little as 5% of research into cancer in this country being devoted to childhood cancer. And she wants that to change. And she wants them to look at what's being done in the after effects of kids who go through these chemotherapy treatments at such a young age. And so she got the attention of Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, and it's now in the liberal platform on page 15. You can look it up. And she's hoping to get the attention of other politicians as well. While we were having that conversation, we got a call from Mike, and Mike wanted to basically be on the show But we didn't have time for him to be on the show. So I kind of made it like he would be on the show. And I went into a studio at the end of the show and recorded a little conversation with Mike. And I want to play that for you now because he has some other things for us to investigate, look at, and and maybe other steps to go even beyond our conversation. Mike, number one, wanted to address some of the things that Kim Vanderskelde was talking about yesterday. Well, first of all, I want to thank you for taking my call. I really appreciate it. Um, I just I was very struck by her when I listened to it and and what she's had to go through. 
and and my heart bleeds for her. Um, it, it's it's terrible what she's had to go through with her family. Um, I have a dear friend of mine who, for over fifty years, who is a specialist dealing in cancer and medical imaging. He's from Sudbury. His name is Dr. David Webster, and um, I, I sent you some information to look at on him because he has been dealing with Cancer Care Ontario for some time and has been dealing with the bureaucracy of Cancer Care Ontario and their reluctance to use what are worldwide um, medical imaging techniques that are not being utilized in Ontario the way they should. And it struck me that had this young lady had better access to medical imaging, better diagnostic um, situations before they started this radical treatment with, uh, with what she went through, that she quite possibly could have avoided a lot of the, the negative uh, after effects that she's going through now. Okay, you had you had said your friend's name is Dr. David Webster. I just just in while you were talking, Mike, I hope you don't mind, but I googled and I'm seeing things Rebel Sudbury doctor remains defiant and he has certainly spoken up against some of the health policies in this province. That's him. That's him. And right now he is waiting for a hearing. Um, that has been put forward by Cancer Care Ontario with the College of Physicians and Surgeons, and they are threatening to take away his hospital privileges if he doesn't cease and desist with the criticism that he is mounting about uh, specifically Cancer Care Ontario, but, but more generally about the way cancers are treated in the province of Ontario. So that's that's his concern. He in terms of, of how or why he's concerned with this, where does it stem from? Well, it stems from the fact that he stands by the side of these people's beds and watches them die. Um, and they're going through the same kind of horrible um, effects of the radiation and everything else that, that tradition that I use the word traditional, that current treatments are using with these people. And, and Dave stands there and watches them die. And he thinks, he knows there is a better way because it's being done in virtually every other part of the world. Uh, one piece that he forwarded to me, because he and I have been friends for 50 years, um, the Ontario cancer care system was referred to as third world. And we, from the money we're spending, we deserve better. Wow. Mike, thank you, first of all, for calling in. So you've obviously had a chance to speak with Dr. Webster uh, quite a bit, obviously, if the two of you are friends and have been friends for 50 years. That's a good friendship. Um, yeah. What does he see as being a, a problem? Where, where where would this kind of begin to be addressed? Well, and, and Mike, that's the, that, that is the big problem that I have, okay? So let me just switch gears to politics for a minute. He is from Sudbury. Sudbury is NDP territory. Both of the local NDP uh, members from up there, and I would assume Andrea Horvath, are well aware of his situation and his concerns. He has met with Premier Wynne and uh, Deb Matthews, 
when they were the uh, when the Liberal power or party was the government in Ontario, and he has dealt with Kathleen McKenna when she was the health ombudsman before she became a MPP in Ontario. This is a situation that every single solitary political party is aware of, and nobody wants to tackle it because, in my personal opinion, healthcare is the goose that laid the golden egg. You've got a lot of people making a lot of money off of, off of healthcare, and nobody wants to give that apple cart a tip, if you will, and, and, and see them, all the apples come trembling out. Everybody in politics knows about this problem. Nobody will do anything about it. Well, Mike, I appreciate your call. Have you had a lot of dealing with health care in, in the course of your life? Yeah, Mike, I, I, I absolutely admit to everybody that's listening right now that I have an agenda with health care. There's no question about it. Um, my, I had a daughter who was diagnosed at age two with a congenital heart defect. We were told by a doctor when she was age two that the life expectancy would be no more than 30 years. Um, She had open heart surgery at University Hospital in London when she was 18. And the doctors came out of that surgery and said to us, we couldn't fix it. It can't be fixed. It's too severe. The only thing that she can have done is a transplant. She died in Toronto General Hospital when she was 30 years of age, 12 years later, never having made it onto the heart transplant list because, oh, you're not sick enough. So absolutely, I've had dealings with the healthcare system for the last 40 years, and I'm sick to death the most of them. And I apologize to you and your listeners for railing on like this, but when I hear of things like Kim is going through it just makes me realize that in the 40 years since my daughter was two years old, we haven't, we haven't made any progress. We haven't made any progress. Mike, thanks so much for making that call today and, and talking with us and telling your story. Very sorry to hear thanks, about your daughter. Overall, do you believe we have a decent health care system? Because I like to believe that. We have an amazing health care system. I have had numerous friends who have suffered from, from some severe health situations. And once you get through the door and get into the care, it's absolutely amazing. When my daughter passed away at, at Toronto General, um, the health care that she got post-surgery in the three days post-surgery before she passed away was absolutely outstanding. And I wrote a letter to the hospital administrator and to all the nurses on the, st- on the floor at the ICU in Toronto General and told them I was just thrilled with what they had done for us. My issue has always been kicking down the door to get into the system. Mike, again, thank you for calling in and, and sharing your thoughts and your story with us. Uh, maybe we'll be able to one day talk with... Uh, with Dr. Webster and and see what his thoughts are, but it's certainly something we can continue to explore, and it keeps the conversation going, and that's what we're all about. Michael, if you are interested in talking to, the, to Dr. Webster, I can certainly arrange that. His issue has always been getting anybody from the media to pay attention to him. Um, there's a bias out there or uh, thoughts out there right now of the liberal left-wing agenda in the media as we're heading into an election 
and and he just hasn't been able to get anybody to listen to him. So if if you're serious about talking with him at any time, I would love to set that up for you. Sure, let's do it. All right, we'll uh, we'll get your name and contact info, and uh, we'll put those wheels in motion. Mike, have yourself a great day. Thanks for the call, and thank you for take, thank you for taking the time to listen. That's a call from yesterday that we recorded as if it would have been on the show if we'd had more time on the show. So that's Mike after listening to Kim Vanderskelde talk. And as he said at the end, healthcare, amazing, dynamite, getting in the door, getting through some of that bureaucratic red tape, that can sometimes be a big issue. How limited are doctors? And that is, as he has put forth, that's something that Dr. David Webster has looked at, that there are limitations where there shouldn't be limitations. So I don't know about you. I'm interested to speak with Dr. David Webster. You've been listening to the London Live podcast. Catch the show live on weekdays from 1 to 3.